Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. Can't really take the day off as a person. Can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that. The nightcap. We're eating their food on WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's having a good day. If you're a Bills fan and you're high on that season ticket order, in terms of seniority, you're having a great day. All Bills fans, it's a great day, right? 6,700 in the stadium come playoff time. First playoff game will have a limited capacity crowd. That is the news of the day. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. We will hear, by the way, later in the show, uh, a conference call from Andy Major, the Bills VP of Operations and Guest Experience. So a lot of details in there from Andy if you are not super clear on everything that's happening revolving around the Bills having fans in the stadium, whether you are a fan, one of the select few that will get a chance to go to the game and you're wondering how it will operate, this will be another uh, a good way to know how it's going to work. So we'll do that a little bit later on in today's show. I do want to just touch on it real quick and then move past it because we're going to spend the back half on it with Andy Major and it has been talked about a lot. And I don't really know how much there is to say other than just it's great. It's great for Bills fans. It is exciting. And I think it's great for the players as well. You look at them and their reaction on social media. You hear about whenever they're asked about the potential to have fans in the stands, how exciting they get. Cole Beasley has talked about it extensively, how he wants fans in there. And we'll see if Cole Beasley ends up making it back. I want to talk about Kenny Stills in a second as well. But it's just awesome. It's awesome that they were able to find a way to do it. It sounds like the Bills and New York State are doing it as safe as anybody with the testing beforehand, the contact tracing afterwards. It sounds like it is a unique process to what else is happening around the league. And as somebody that I'll be 100% honest, I don't trust everybody. How can you? There's too large a group for every single person to be behaving responsibly. Just It's too large a group. It's just a numbers game. So for me personally, my mind goes to that. I just I don't trust everybody. To act responsibly. To always have your mask on. The test before and the contact tracing after 
I to me, that's as good as you're gonna do. And it doesn't sound like other teams have been doing that. So, or at least haven't been doing it both, or the same way the Bills are doing it. I think they're doing a good job here. And they're taking precaution. They're going to see how it happens. They're not going to commit to the whole playoffs. And no, the no tailgating part, like same thing. I think that is smart. I think it's just kind of what has to be done. It sucks because going to a Bills game, it the tailgate is sometimes as fun as the game itself. So that part really does stink. But I think it's just the reality of what had to happen. So good job by all parties. And... I mean, the fans that are going to go have to be extremely excited about it. There's going to be real noise in the stadium, by the way. I think that 6,700 is going to be louder than you think. We'll see how much they do it on the broadcast, but I think they're going to be louder than you think. As someone that's gone to a billion Bills games, you know, like one thing I always think of for this is when there's an empty chair in front of you, you always get the banging on the back of it, and that is always like insanely loud. I, be as loud as you could possibly be when the Bills play their playoff game in a couple of weeks. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you do have thoughts on the Bills getting their fans in the stands for the playoffs, uh, feel free to give me a call. We'll take it, and we'll get your thoughts right here on the air. Um, I do want to move on, though, to start the show with the state of the Bills at wide receiver because this team uses the receiver position more than anybody in football. It is a combination of their commitment to throw the ball at the volume in which they do throw the football, and it is also what happens when you have a quarterback that throws 75% of his passes to receivers, wide receivers. That is a bigger number, a larger number, than anyone else in the sport. The Bills throw it to receivers more than anybody else. They don't throw it to the running backs, and they don't throw it to the tight ends at the same rate as other teams. There are a lot of four wide receiver sets. You always seem to have at least three wide receivers on the field. It's becoming rarer and rarer that the Bills have one or two receivers on the field. And to have an injury now to Cole Beasley, which is completely up in the air, week to week with a knee injury, He did walk off the field on his own power on Monday night. I guess that's one thing to hold your hat on, hoping that he is back in time for the playoffs. Did not practice today. But are we able to count on Cole Beasley for the playoffs? Right now, the answer is no. And you've got John Brown, who's been dealing with injuries all season, who finds himself on the COVID list. And now picture a scenario where you show up to play your first playoff game, and you are missing both John Brown and Cole Beasley. You have Stephon Diggs, and he is the number one guy. He is the most. He is the second most important player maybe on the team behind Josh Allen. But Gabriel Davis and then some combination of Isaiah McKenzie, Duke Williams, Jay Kumaro's even gone now, that's not where you want to be. And... You hope both Brown and Beasley will be able to play in that game, but you can't really 100% count on either one at this moment. And that is why it always made sense to sign Kenny Stills. 
released by the Texans a month ago. A good season last year, 561 yards and four touchdowns on 40 receptions. A down year this year, yes. But a guy that, as a deep threat in this league, has been as good as almost everybody since he came into the league. The fifth most touchdown receptions of 25-plus yards since he entered the league seven years ago. And he is an outside receiver, no doubt. Like That is where his money is made. He's a deep threat that plays on the outside. But he is versatile enough to where if Beasley, to, for instance, were the guy to be out come playoff time and you wanted the lineups to find Diggs and John Brown on the outside and now you got to find someone to play in the middle where Beasley plays 84% of his snaps, Stills can do it. He played a third of his snaps this season in the slot. He played roughly a third of his snaps last season in the slot. It's a bit much higher rate than John Brown, for instance, who only plays 6% of his snaps in the slot. So hopefully it doesn't get to that point because the best case scenario for the Bills offense and the best way to produce is to have Diggs, Brown, Beasley. But Stills is needed depth. And it sounds like they are on track to sign him. He is here on a visit. He is responding to tweets from Bills fans that make it seem like he's going to end up here. You had Adam Schefter in the first place say there's optimism that he'll sign. So hopefully they get that done. But And it's not just about the injuries. It's, it is in part about Gabriel Davis as well. And it's, this is not meant to be any criticism criticism of Gabriel Davis because he's been a diamond in the rough so far for a fourth round receiver who by the way I think I'm trying to find it right now I mean there were were there 20 receivers that went ahead of him it wasn't just that he went in the fourth round it was that there were a bunch of guys at the same position that went before him he was the He was the 18th wide receiver picked in the 2020 NFL Draft. The 18th wide receiver. Picked 22 of round four. You could not ask for a better rookie season from that guy. He is sure-handed. He runs good routes. He is more well-versed than he was being built up to be coming out of Central Florida. One thing I remember Greg Cosell, who analyzes film as good as anybody out there, one thing I remember Cosell saying about Davis coming out of college was that he really only ran two routes. Like UCF only asked him to be running straight down the field and running deep posts. Like that that was it. And he's come here and he seems to be able to run everything. A full route tree. Even though he wasn't asked to do that in college. He's sure-handed. I, that's important, by the way. Because gone are the days where you're forcing 70 to 100 targets to guys like Zay Jones who drop, it seems like, every third football. Davis makes tough catches. He's athletic to get open. And, again, this is not meant of a criticism of him. But when it comes playoff time, you want to have a plan B for a fourth-round rookie. You don't want to be strictly relying on a fourth-round rookie for a big workload, and a big target share if you have injuries. And that's where Stills comes into play. A veteran who, by the way, last year was pressed into duty against the Bills. They had DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, but Stills was the guy 
that made some big plays down the stretch there. Four catches for 40 yards, you know, like nothing crazy on the stat sheet, but nine targets. He was playing, and he is a starting caliber wide receiver throughout his NFL career. This season's really the first time he has not been, and to me, it was a no-brainer. There's no downside. He's not going to really cost you anything monetarily, unless we are all stunned here and he signed some some big cap number for the rest of the year. It's not a long-term commitment. You're not committing to him for next season, I would imagine. And he is just, he's wide receiver insurance for a team that uses that position more than anybody in football. So this is a no-brainer. This is a great move by Brandon Bean and the Bills if they are able to get it done. Um, And, I mean, just, it, it adds to the Bills' commitment to throw the football. And the last thing on this, it doesn't, 100% 100% answer the question of who fills in for Cole Beasley if Cole Beasley is out. I think it's it's mightily important that he plays because they don't have a guy that does what he does as well as him other than Stephon Diggs. In terms of the ability to come off the line of scrimmage and immediately get open, it's Beasley and Diggs for that. And if Beasley's not playing... Well, who's going to do that in the slot? Because, I mean, Diggs can do it, and Diggs can play it, but you don't want to be relegating him to that role, obviously. You want him on the outside. You want him getting open down the field. And sure, he could fill in at times, but again, outside is where you want him, where he's played three-fourths of his snaps this year. It will be, to me, just a big rotation. There, There is not one name that you can point to and say, oh yeah, he's going to play Beasley's role if he can't go. Isaiah McKenzie, 55% of his snaps in the slot. I mean, he maybe is Beasley's direct backup, but he also, I like I like Isaiah McKenzie, but you've got maybe four receivers better than him, even with Beasley out. Gabriel Davis, 32% of his snaps in the slot. I mentioned the numbers on Stills, mentioned the numbers on Diggs, Brown, 6.3%. It's just, To me, it's going to be a rotation. Davis will go there. Uh, Stills will go there. McKenzie will go there, and Diggs will. It, if Beasley misses time, that's going to be a rotation, I think, uh, at slot receiver. But again, you hope that does not happen. He is a weapon in this offense. He has had a career season, and he is he is he is dynamic on this offense. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. All right, enough on Kenny Stills there. Let's get back to the stadium stuff. If you're hanging on hold, stay there. We'll get to the beginning of the next segment. Uh, And if you're not on hold yet, we've got open phone lines at 803-0550. We will hear from Andy Major, Bills VP of Operations, for more on the Bills allowing fans in the stadium. That's coming up as well before we wrap up in about 35 minutes here on the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGO. All right, welcome back to the Nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR. We're going to get to some callers in a second here, and then we'll get to Andy Major after. Bills VP of Operations, if you've got wonders or questions about the way the Bills are going to get fans in the stands, the process in which it's going to happen, uh, and just the fact that it's going to happen in general. Stay tuned for that. But... Just went over some stuff on Kenny Stills. I'm excited for this move for the Bills. I think it makes a ton of sense. And I was calling for it a month ago. Took a month, but it's going to happen, it looks like. 
Uh, we'll see. He's visiting with the Bills, and there's optimism that the contract will get worked out. If you got thoughts on Stills, if you got thoughts on the Bills and whether they should rest their starters against the Dolphins, uh, feel free to give us a call, 803-0550. Same with the fans in the stands as well. Let's start the segment with Spencer in Hamburg. You're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Uh, hey, love Locked On, first of all. Love Locked On. Thanks. Thanks, man. It's awesome, man. Um, you guys you guys did uh, pretty well with uh, with your last uh, segment of the World Juniors. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm, I'm enjoying them uh, so far. Sabres guys are doing good, too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. But uh hey, so kind of want to go on a little bit of a I guess a debate. Um so with I'm I'm going to want Josh Allen out. Like obviously I I feel like you want to be you're on the same side with me with that. Um mm-hmm. you know, you want Josh Allen out for the next game. Let him rest. Let him do it. Let him settle down, and uh, you know all that. But I'll tell you right now, I feel like Matt Barkley can do the same. I, it's still Josh or er, Josh. Uh, it's it's still Dable. You know, it's it's still uh, Brandon Dable. Okay, I, I I think I see what you mean, Spencer. Th- thanks for the call. Um, I, you know, it, it's Dable, but. We've seen Dable with bad quarterbacks. <laughs> he couldn't throw the football in Kansas City when he was the OC. He couldn't throw the football in Cleveland when he was the OC because he had Brady Quinn and Tyler Thickpen. So I think you're giving Matt Barkley a little too much credit here. I think it's the combination of Allen and Dable. I, I want him out too, but it is strictly because if he gets hurt, your season is over. And there is no reason to risk that when you have already guaranteed that you will not see Kansas City until the conference championship. That has been locked in. So, I agree with you. I think for different reasons, though. Um, and, again, the Barkley thing, I don't. he's just a backup at this point. And I'm not even sure he'll be back doing that same role next season. He's a free agent. I don't know. We'll see. 803 is the phone number. Rob and Erie, you're on the nightcap. How's it going? Good, bud. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, some thoughts on Kenny Stills. I'm I'm right with you when you uh, when you say he's, it's a great signing, and you know it's a it's just another another feather for Bean. Um, uh-huh. But are you are you saying that you would actually insert him over Gabriel Davis? I would have a rotation between the two. It depends. Do you, are you saying if one of the two players in Beasley or Brown are out? Uh, yeah. If I mean, if, yeah. If but if if you have to if you put Davis out and put Stills in, uh, that's that's going to crush him. <laughs> I I don't know if it's going to crush him. I'm not saying he's not going to play at all. I'm saying that you might take a few snaps away from Davis and you give them to Stills because the fact is they just do different things. I think Davis to me is it looks like a well-versed wide receiver that can kind of do everything. But Stills' specialty is getting down the field, stretching the defense, and beating them deep. Fifth most touchdown receptions of 25 yards or more in the last seven years. I mean, he gets down the field. So if I need, if I'm looking for a big play, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not 
again, saying I'm going to take all the snaps away from Gabriel Davis. It's just another guy in the field to where I don't need Gabriel Davis to get 10 to 15 targets because I don't know if he's ready for that. Duke Williams showed nice moments last season, not nearly as many as Gabriel Davis, so maybe it's a bad example, but he showed nice moments, and then he got to the playoffs, and there were 10 targets thrown his way, and he could not handle it. He couldn't. I think Davis would be able to, but again, it's a fourth-round rookie, and all stills to me is, end of the day, is insurance that I don't have to count on him as much as I might have to if Beasley and Brown can't get back. So that's where I am on that. Thank you for the call, though. Um, it's it's a valid concern because Gabriel Davis looks awesome. He does. He looks awesome. Once in a while, I'll bring up the fact that Beasley and Brown are both 30-plus years old and are on contracts where the Bills can get out of it whenever they want. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But three years down the road, who's catching footballs from Josh Allen? Stephon Diggs, to me, is an easy answer. And then... The second name is Gabriel Davis. Like Three years from now, he looks like he's going to be your number two wide receiver. So, not meant to be a criticism of him. 803-0550 is the phone number. We'll take some calls a little later in the show, uh, but now let's get to Andy Major. We wanted to get back to fans in the stands. That's the big news of the day. Uh, and Andy spent some time with the Buffalo media answering questions about the process and the fact that fans are getting in at all uh, earlier. So here is Andy meeting with the Buffalo media earlier. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 